0: all right we are good we are on and on so hey welcome to the best life podcast y'all i'm in the atlanta studio didn't know we had one here but we do and i am with two really amazing people mr shannon and mrs shirley austin welcome to thank, up, you, thank you danny thank you
1: excited
0: oh my gosh i'm so excited money
1: what yeah. it
0: do <laughs> there we go so i actually heard about you um For the podcast listeners, you may not know this, um, but I've been working with a guy named Jeremy Anderson for the last year, um, helping him put together this amazing speaker program. But he's been doing these webinars week after week after week, selling his program. And every once in a while, he's mentioned his marriage coaches. And I was trying to pay attention. And I remember once he wrote, he said the Austins. So I wrote it down on a piece uh, on one of my notes. I said the Austins. And I needed to come back to him and happened to come out to Atlanta and... Got to meet you guys. Yes. In fact, he actually introduced us a couple of weeks ago. Right right, 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 right. So I was like, I need to have you guys on the podcast because you have an amazing story and you help people in their marriages. Mm. Um, but all in all, you're just really cool. So <laughs> thank <There> you. <go. laughs> thank you so much. So, first off, um, you guys have a business together, but why don't you kind of let our listeners know um, what you really do, um, like right now, and how you help people? they're passing it off Who's the <laughs> this is the tricky part no with two way, people you like you say it, you say it
2: well we we um we we just have a, a a significant passion for marriage enrichment and uh just from the the absolute hell that we have been through and we wanted to um do something where we could uh, leave breadcrumbs mm-hmm. for people like to help them guide them from those dark places that that couples can end up and so um in the midst of of a part of that hell i personally prayed and was like you know lord let's not, i pray that this is not in vain and but can you can we work together to help other couples and then years later um you know god opened up a a, a, a an opportunity for us to be able to Begin to coach couples. The ironic thing is, we've been coaching couples since we were dating. I was about to say that since, since we were dating. Okay. Since we were dating, <laughs> people would to So that's to 20, us, yeah. 20, you know, when we've been together four years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Like we would, we would be out on a date, and a couple would we would be waiting for? We I remember us waiting uh, to go into a movie. And a couple parked right beside us, and we just started talking about relationships and and how they can you know enrich their relationships yeah. and things of that nature. So fast forward so many years, and so many different things happening to us, and um God, you know, said, uh, you know, I, I I want you to look at the correlation. The name of our company is Marriage Inc. Mm-hmm. Um, or the name of, of of our platform is Marriage Inc. And um and it, 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 the evolution of that is interesting but it's marriage inc and god was like well have you looked at the correlation between failed businesses and mm-hmm. failed marriages that the, the, that they fail at the same rate mm-hmm. give or take sure. a few percentage points and then they they so then we all so once he deposited that he said and they fail for the same reasons so I want you to develop something that will help people understand using the, be- the metaphor of business and helping if they apply these same principles, success principles sure. or failure principles to their marriage relationship, that they will they will experience the same type of exponential growth or the unfortunate failure. Um, uh, you know, of their marriage relationship. So that's where Marriage Inc. like kind of came
0: from. So good. You know, I love when people use principles from somewhere else, whether it's sports, business, because I think that uh, my brain works in metaphors and analogies and stories. So when people can, when you first told me about that, that you use business principles, it was like, it just clicked for me. I go, yes, I get, I get this. And I feel like it can make a lot of sense to people and to couples because we can understand how businesses can fail and how marriages can fail. So I have a question though for you. Is that, how long have you been married and is this your first marriage
1: so my first marriage, mm-hmm. we've been married 24 years together, 26, mm-hmm, almost 26.
2: Mm-hmm. And my second marriage. Okay. It's my second marriage.
1: Yeah. Yep. And
0: how long were you married for t- in your first marriage?
2: Uh, a total of uh, two or three years. Okay. But we only lived together for six months. Oh, wow. It was, it crashed and burned real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, you know, they have this term called self-fulfilling prophecies, and I thought, one of my biggest fears prior to getting married was failing as a husband, mm. and that dominated my thought processes. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. And it dominated to the point where I started failing. I no, I wasn't failing, but the 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 dips or the negatives or the the um, not so positive, however you want to frame it, I viewed that as failure, mm. and, and there was no one around me to say. Hey, that's just life. life you're right. going through what I went through sure. or or whatever. And so that's that's one of our passions. It's like mm-hmm. just being able to tell people where you are, mm-hmm. it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not the only, you're not the only person. It's not just happening to you. Um, and, and so it, getting to the point where we could just really kind of help people see that
0: sure.
2: and process it and then operate from that. Because so many people are just diving out like, oh, it's not working. Get out. Yeah. And, you know,
0: I feel like we hear that, that people just don't try in marriages or they give up too soon. In your experience and people you work with, is that what you see? Do you feel like people just get, they feel like if it's not good, then it must be bad and they need to exit? Or do you think that there's other reasons people are kind of splitting or getting divorced?
1: Well, a lot of people are thinking that they're not compatible, but people do not understand really what compatibility is. Um, You know, our theory is within marriage, Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as compatibility.
0: Whoa.
1: When you're dating, yes. Mm -hmm. But once you're married, it's not about being compatible. It's about taking who you are, who I am, and how can we come together on the same page. That's the work. That's the work of keeping a relationship alive. Mm -hmm. But of course, when you're dating, yes, you better do your homework and you better weed out what is not compatible to you, right? Because once you're married, you're saying this is for life, right? Mm -hmm. Now we know that there are, of course, anomalies and caveats and all that good stuff. But when you go into it, you go into it saying this is for life. And so you have to understand it's not about whether we're competitive about whether can I accept Shannon for who he is? Mm. Can I take the time to go to school and learn who I'm dealing with? Mm -hmm. Because in our marriage, we started out dealing with each other just based on what we wanted, what we thought marriage was, Mm -hmm. how we felt. Right. So that has nothing to do with Shannon. Right. That has everything to do with me. And so our marriage was just failing, yeah. just, just failing. Just flailing all <laughs> over the place, right? so, so Yeah, I want to hear you, this it's, story. It's like, think of, but
2: think about this. Think about the, the, what, what is being said. And I don't want to be hyper-spiritual, sure. but we are Christians, so it's like I can't help but come from that frame of reference. Uh-huh. But the, the, the Bible says in Genesis um, that, therefore shall a man and woman leave their mother and father and cleave to one another and the two shall become one flesh right Mm -hmm. so i'm I'm, real quickly right they can't your audience can't see this but i want to do this exercise with you right so i want you to put your hands together like praying hands right so now i want you to press your hands together so hard that they become one hand
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not working y'all it's (laughs) not it's not right
2: it's not It's it's like right? right so that's what God is asking for us to do. That's what He's saying: mm-hmm. that the two shall become one flesh. That is not some rosy fairy tale, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just flower, rose, petal. It's not the wedding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The wedding is the fairy tale and all the fantasy and carriages and all that. But then you get married, and your wife is diagnosed with breast cancer, and you're faced with now her her mortality. What do you do with that? Yeah. Right? So the two becoming one flesh is a violent Violet process.
1: It is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Molec- like, mo- like on an emotional, molecular level, it is like splitting atoms. It is atomic in nature. It's violent. But the product, what comes as a result of that is absolutely amazing and beautiful.
0: So good. Okay. So you guys mentioned... You've had some struggles in your marriage, as I'm sure everyone has. Um, But you have a story. I think, Shannon, I saw somewhere on one of your bios, it said um, something about almost murder-suicide. A
2: potential murder-suicide situation. Yes. So
0: can you share that story?
2: Well, (laughs) not to throw my wife under the bus.
0: (laughs) Hey, she's still here. Y'all are together. So I think this can be really
2: powerful. There you go. But... um, uh, it, it was revealed during this time that um, that Shirley was having an affair. Okay. And um, we were just in the midst of all of everything associated with that. And we would, we could probably do a year on your podcast, a series of just explaining <sighs> what that whole situation was, mm-hmm. right? But here we are in it. I'm hurt. The day I found out, um, and, you know, men, men, men can't handle that. Men can cheat all day long. I was a cheater. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it happened to me, it was like the world was coming to an end. And so here I am trying to process my feelings about this. And um, and I, I it was about two thirty in the morning. And I, I, I just I wanted her dead. I wanted her to be gone from the earth. And I wanted it to be in a very painful and violent way. Mm. Right. And so I wanted her to feel what I was feeling. And so I'm sitting on the side of the bed. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a violent guy. I haven't been in really in no fights in my life. I'm a lover, not a fighter. But like,
0: you guys, if you saw him he's a giant guy how tall are you 63 six, six, three. okay he looks six five 300, <laughs> 300 plus pounds yeah. unfortunately he's a he's a large man so <laughs> scary so, enough Even and i'm five five <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I'm, a, I'm
2: a i'm a teddy bear but it, in this moment i was a savage mm. in my mind mm-hmm. at least and so i'm sitting up in the bed and i'm kind of rocking back and forth really kind of nemesine and really kind of Psychotic looking, you know. I could imagine her looking like, "Is he all right? Is he about to snap, or is he okay? His health." I had just found the day I found the day I found out that she was in a love relationship, um, uh, or in a love state of mind—not necessarily a relationship, but a love state of mind with someone else. Uh, uh, I also found out on that day I had to have heart surgery—oh, wow! Open heart surgery, and to pre- to repair a valve. And so I'm sitting. I'm dealing with all of that during this time frame, right, in our lives. And so d- at this one particular night, early in the morning, about two or, two or three in the morning, I'm sitting on the side of the bed. I'm rocking back and forth, and she wakes up, and she sees me. And she's like, hey, are you okay? And, and, and she's like, is it your heart? Like, what's like, you know, right? And I was just kind of rocking back and forth, and I was like, you know, no. I'm just, right now, I'm trying to figure out, You know, I'm asking God to keep me from killing you right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to kill you, but not kill you. Mm -hmm. And um, but the only thing that I had to kill her with was in the kitchen because I didn't have the courage to beat her to death. Right. So I didn't have that that in me. I'm not that kind of savage. Mm -hmm. Right. So I couldn't beat her to death. I didn't have any I didn't have a gun or anything like that. So the only thing I had to kill her with was in the kitchen, which was one of our chef's knives. And, um, but then I was going down, the way I'm wired, my personality is wired, I, I look at, I, I walk things out. And, um, and so I'm walking this out and I was like, well, if I kill her, then I have to kill my children because who wants to have their children growing up being teased or thinking my, you know, my mother, my, my father killed my mother, yeah. right? You know, would they blame themselves? Would they, you know, any of that? And so I said, well, uh, and then if I kill them, well, then I have to kill myself. Mm. Well, I didn't want to not live. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want her to live. Right? <laughs> right. So it was, it well, was. I love mm.
1: laughing
0: about this. <laughs> but it was, it was
2: just so, so of course me sharing that with her, yeah. that was really a, 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 it was a, a, a process of terrorizing her, right? Because I could have just said, oh, I'm all right. I'm just working through some things. But I wanted her to, because I couldn't go through with what I was what I was saying, yeah. but I wanted her to feel something from that. And she, mm-hmm. sat, I mean, she sat up for the rest of the night, poor thing, in a most uncomfortable position. Um, and she said that she didn't want to leave, she didn't want to leave that position because she was like, if I try to go for the door, he's going to get me. Mm-hmm if i try to you if know if i say something if i say something wrong or flip <laughs> it right right he's going to get me so let me just sit here be quiet right. and um and it was it was a long period was, eventually right. i laid back down and went to sleep
0: so surely you didn't even respond you didn't say a word or did you just like nod
1: No your head? i mean when you hear somebody listen like he said yeah. he has yeah. never that's just not who he is right. Shannon doesn't even like curse at me when we get in arguments he's not cursing me
0: yeah
1: during an. so when he sat there and said i'm sitting here thinking about how i can kill you i knew that that's what he was thinking about mm. so <laughs> i wasn't going to take a chance no
0: so how did the um affair become revealed did you come to him with this was it found out through messages or how did <clears throat> that come about
1: Mhm yeah I know I did, definitely did not come to him with it. She, de- <laughs> she definitely did not come to him. Um me. I believe you received something in the mail?
2: She received the the, the 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 There was a desire to get me out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And so I received the postcard in the mail.
1: Cuz I w- I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't divorce him. Right. right? And so I kept being pushed to do that. And
0: You were pushed to do that by the other person. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. But what were you thinking? Were you just trying to have your cake and eat it too? Like have both and just try to appease or what was going through your mind of how you were going to work it out?
1: Well, Danny, it was, it's interesting because, um, been in many relationships before Shannon, um, toxic dysfunctional relationships stayed very fateful I'm a very, who I am, how I'm right, I'm loyal sure. to a default. I'm loyal. So then I get in my marriage, right? And I have an affair. But what I realized was I was so just hurt and broken by Shannon continuing to hurt me okay. and having an affair. It was literally like one day I woke up and I said, you know what? No more. I'm going to show you. I can do you. Mm-hmm. better than you can do you mm. and it's weird because it was just something mental i I cannot explain sure. it to this day um but it was like pandora's box opened up and you know started you know online yeah. and um so you
0: for you it wasn't mm-hmm. really an accidental you met somebody and like no you didn't mean to fall in not love. really you were kind of like I'm getting. It was almost like revenge.
1: Yeah, it's it like thing. searching. Sure, searching because I wanted to feel. Yeah, I wanted to feel the opposite of what I had been feeling for all these years.
0: And looking so. back, are you glad that you got found out?
1: Oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. I am. Mm-hmm. Abs- be- listen, I don't recognize that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I was then, I don't know who she is. Right. I literally was not myself
0: so those moments when you find out you got the piece of mail you're found out now so your secrets are open Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what was the initial like once he found out did you go maybe this is my out i'm gonna leave or were you kind of like good now you feel what i feel how are you feeling and then i want to ask shannon how you felt right then i mean obviously we know you were wanting to kill her but (laughs) the next step but what did you feel right away when you were found out
1: it's funny because i was scared Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want to hurt Shannon. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to continue hurting. Because I love, like at the core, I love Shannon. So for me, it wasn't a good, now, you know, um, we can, you know, it's out and um, you can hurt the, the way I hurt. You know, a part of me did feel like that, right? But for me, it was just a moment of embarrassment, shame, guilt. I was just, I was just. It came to a point where emotionally, I was almost just broken, mm-hmm. and I just. There did come a point in time where how I dealt with Shannon, it was very mean, very dark, was very ugly, um, because I wanted, I did want him to suffer, and at the same, so crazy because at the same time I loved him so much. Because I married him because of his heart, mm. right? And so cognitively, I knew that the hurt he was doing in the relationship, the damage that he was doing, his behaviors, it wasn't like, I'm just a dog. I'm just out here. You know, I don't care about you. I knew it wasn't that. I knew it was, this is a broken little boy, and this is how he is filling his voids,
0: yeah.
1: right? Doesn't make it any easier, to be cheated on over and over and the porn and all of that right so
0: yeah so you were hurt and like what they say hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. right and it's like we get back at someone we want to see them hurt but we don't want them to be hurting but it's a very interesting it's, thing you yes. do isn't it yeah isn't it? so when you found out immediately were you thinking we're getting a divorce i'm leaving her i can't do this were you thinking i we need to make this work we're married, and I made a commitment, or was it just rage, or was there just a lot of, like what was going on in your in your head well
2: it was actually relief mm-hmm. it was actually relief because you know the uh, leading up to this, like I would talk to her girls. I would, I would ask her like, what do I need to do? How do I need to be a better husband? What do I, okay, if you do, they, they would say, Yo, if you do this, 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 and this, so well, mm-hmm. I would do that, 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 right. and that. And it would still be, and I was like, well, wait a minute. Now I keep changing. I keep morphing. I keep whatever. And I still feel this same distance, this same uh, void, things of that nature. And so, uh, uh, in, in I, I want to say for you and 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 for your audience, in full transparency, we're editing ourselves, right? Because there are aspects of the story that are really, really, really uh, kind of impactful, and so I'm 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 trying to 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 walk softly, right? Sure, sure. But, um,
0: and if you want to share, feel free, and you can edit as much as you want you know. Well, it's uh, that are private for you and it's fine.
2: It's fine. Mm-hmm. So Shirley's affair was with a woman. Okay. And so um that does something different to a man. Mm. Because like if if it was more money, if it was a better job, sure. I mean I couldn't do nothing about a, a bigger penis, but you know, <laughs> right. we could, you know, there's toys, something. there's something sure. that we could do. Like those are areas like there's something you can do something about it if you're not if you're not romantic enough whatever but when you can't even relate and that's what she would say to me like you can't relate to me she said it is impossible for you to understand how, what this interact like what this interaction yeah. means for me and so when i was faced with impossible it was like well Oh going like well yeah, there's what nothing... hope is there? Sure. But when I say relief because Shirley is tomboyish mm. and then I knew that there was something keeping us like even when we weren't going before I there was something like keeping us from fully connecting, right? And you know, as I as we went on in time and discovered that she was um molested from age nine to thirteen, I mean um, just by more than one person and in mm-hmm. all of these different things when she shared with me w- well she didn't share it with me once she could confirmed because the postcard was her being outed wow by the by the the the, the well I'm not going to use those words but <laughs> it was a very mean person doing mean things mm. but making her feel like uh they, they had the, her best interest in was in it my. the
0: po- the postcard wasn't from the person you were seeing it was someone else yes. or it was? No. Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. it was from it was, it was, was from okay.
2: the person mm-hmm. and so the postcard was like it, it, it kind of outed her and I was like yo wait a minute um I called her and I was like hey I got this we got postcard this is what it says mm-hmm. and Shirley was like oh her family is Uh, is 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 jealous of our friendship and blah 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 well the next morning she confirmed after my appointment hey yes this is true and i remember bawling like a baby like in relief in pain in anguish but in that moment this is what god said to me she was forgiven immediately In that moment, God said, if you do not forgive her, then do not ask me for forgiveness. Don't come to me asking me about forgive your sins and do all this other stuff if you're not willing to forgive her. So in the moment I forgave her, how we got to me wanting to kill her and all these other things was the way she was treating me. Mm. I was like, hey, I get it. We can fix this. We can work on it. I understand more now. I have greater understanding. And she was like, "Yeah, I got nah. to the
1: point. I did not. I didn't. I like, didn't want the nah. relationship. No. I was so you done. Were done. I was done. Yeah." And she
2: even, she even, um, uh, uh, consented to go? Come. She was away visiting her folks. She consented to go to counseling. And but when we came, well, it was so funny, Danny. We're sitting in there with the counselor, and she had such the indifferent look on her face and (laughs) the counselor was horrible um he he was fixated on my fixation with like uh uh he was like you you're too you're too consumed with certain types of things and blah 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 i'm like man what does that got to do with anything that would so we both looked at each other like this is not Mm -hmm. (laughs) right this this is not this Mm -hmm. is not the guy sure right but um but yeah, man, that it was that it was that it, it, it was an immediate it, I I listen, I'm I'm the most non-judgmental person you'll ever meet. If you just tell me the truth. Sure. Mm-hmm. If I find out later or, you know, it, it comes up after the fact, that's when it's really, really hard for me.
0: Yeah. And that's where the sense of betrayal is, right? It's the lies more than the action.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if
0: you were so done, why did you consent to go to counseling? <laughs>
1: Because I did love him, right? You know, so I did love him, right? Even though I hated him at that time, um, I didn't want to be divorced. We had two children, two babies. So now guys. I'm thinking, like, oh my gosh, what's about to happen? Um, at one point in time, he threatened to take the kids from me, and I'm like, literally over my dead body. They are my world, mm-hmm. right? And so. It was just so many dynamics, Danny, that you know kept us there, not having the money.
2: Crazy part was like we, like God. It's almost like God kept us kind of not in poverty, but just yeah. that paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Because if we had the money, we
1: would have. Yeah. I,
2: f-
0: I feel like during twenty twenty, a lot of couples experienced that job loss and staying. They're mm-hmm. staying together because they couldn't afford to yeah. do anything different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it maybe saved a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to work through it. Mm-hmm.
1: it listen. At one point in time, I told him, when you touch me, it feels like rape. Wow. And we went like eight months. He, he, and I mean, he just did not touch me. I did not want him to touch me. And I always say, you know, Shannon really showed me Jesus because he became somebody I didn't even recognize, just wanting to love on me and be there for me and support me. Even with the, the woman who I was in the affair with, Like, I mean, he had her over for dinner. I mean, it was like, and then I remember one time, and it wasn't with her, but, you know, he was like, you know, well, babe, do you want to have an open marriage? Like, he was doing everything he could Mm -hmm. that he thought would make me happy. He really was fighting for our marriage. Um, But it was him being that man that opened the door for me to come back come on come back from the edge um it it was just amazing
0: okay let's back up there that's incredible so you decided you wanted to meet this person she was seeing and have her come into the house and and how was she you know obviously she sent the postcard trying to split you guys up so what was how did your relationship with her change
1: Oh, wow. It's, how do you even... It's, it's like it's a twist so and right. It is really... Oh, yeah.
2: You would yes. be sitting here on your podcast with popcorn. Like, okay, <laughs> I feel like
0: I am right now. Okay, like, what, okay. Like, what's next? What's but,
2: next? But, um Because
1: um, you didn't he, ask... You he didn't knew, say, he knew like her. people
0: say, stop. You need to... You cut it off right now. If we're going to be together, you got to cut it off. There's no contact. But you said, you know what? Let's maybe make this work out with her.
2: Well, the, the, here, here, one of the problems was she was totally misrepresenting herself. Mm. It was a lie. She was lying the whole time. And it's ironic the way I think, the way I process information. She surely wasn't, of course, you're not going to be upfront in in a given situation. How she told me uh, the situation started was not how it started. Mm. So if I would have heard actually how it started, I would have known, oh, she's a scammer. But I got it, uh, the story that was told to Shirley, I got sucked into the story. Ah. I started caring. I started uh, developing, you know, r- 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 friendship and, and things of this nature. And so we thought that there was a major death uh, in the family, in her family. And so as a result of that death, it was like, oh my God, like bring her over. Sure. And, and at that time it had not really been revealed that mm-hmm. she was the the main character. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, it was it was just very interesting that I mean I remember that meal, it was fried chicken, it was greens and macaroni and cheese peach and co- peach cobbler <laughs> and and I mean I really went all out. And um, but I wanted Shirley to be I wanted to show that I was that I was serious about the fact that I wanted our marriage. I did want our marriage, especially not now that I understand. Like, just just don't blindside me. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Listen, do you want to have? Do you need to live out this or experience this lifestyle? I mean, I remember saying, you know, hey, listen, do do what you got to do, right? Do you want me involved? Do you not want me involved? Like, let me know what that looks like as well, and then just don't bring it around our kids. Like don't don't expose the children to that because they're not they're too young to you know process that. And that's where the kids were where I drew the line. So um you know just understanding that I I really was in the mindset and still am to this day that it just at that moment in time it just wasn't about me. I just really wanted her to be okay and I could only imagine having to carry the weight of, you know, as a Christian woman mm-hmm. who who was raised a particular way and, and believes a particular way, right? To try to carry the weight of that. Like vacillating back and well, forth. Should I, am I this? Should What's I? the label? Is the label correct? Is this really me? You know, wanting to please God, but having these underlying like it was so much and i just wanted to be there for her
0: wow that's a big realization um, of one that it wasn't about you and two being of your faith and knowing that not judging and just allowing her to try to figure it out or process it however that looked Mm -hmm. so how did you you said you went to that counselor wasn't the right one how Mm -hmm. did you start to make the step towards amends and towards like really working together as a team and fixing it what did that look like
2: well between between when i found out about the affair and which was 2006 right 2010 9 10 i left i i because she, she still hadn't really like she like the fire had died down but that stuff was still smoldering mm. So she was still disconnected from me and she was still, and then there was a moment in time that now, cause see, now I'm guessing trying to, as a man who was uh, experiencing inappropriate relationships with women, uh, uh, being addicted to pornography, um, you know, not, so I'm not Mr. You know, Jesus. She said, I I presented Jesus, but I was definitely not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. But here I am this guy and, um, and then she's not able to connect with me, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Well, if she is in my mind a lesbian, I'm thinking she's a, she's 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 a lesbian, yep. but she's married, and she doesn't know how. I didn't think that was ever going to change. I didn't never hear nobody that was like genuinely mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 living a gay and lesbian lifestyle, and then now reverting or converting or whatever it is to a um heterosexual uh relationships right I had never seen or heard it was all new to me yeah. so I was like this ain't never going to change like I'm either going to have to live with this or I, I, I didn't know what to do and so I was always in tune to any female friendship and when I saw her getting close to a female it was like I, there it is. Oh, there sure. it is. Here it is. It's back. And um, we experienced that. And it was like, mm-mm, nope. So I, I went online and met someone and and really began to care about them and interact with them. And she found it out. She found it out. She did her research and she found that out. When she brought it to me, I was like, yep, this is what it is. And um, I'm out. And I left. I packed up my car. The only place I could go to and not have to pay rent was my mother's. So I drove up to Philadelphia where my mom was, and I was going to work and, and, and do what I needed to do to be able to get myself on my feet and then go back down south, but in my own space, in my own whatever, whatever. So I was done with the relationship. Wow. And then, <laughs> it's so funny how God works. The chick flaked. And she flaked in a way, this is how God works. She flaked in a way that God knew I would leave her alone because she misrepresented herself.
0: Uh uh
2: And I was like, "Mm -mm, no. So then now it's like, now, well, what am I doing? I don't, I want my family. I don't want anyone else. I want my wife and my children. And so I went back it was at that moment that some shifts began to happen in Shirley Mm -hmm. at some point in time I don't know if it was me saying I'm coming back me I don't know what it was but all of a sudden I started seeing a different person she was totally different this was different but I wasn't in the mindset to to receive it. That's why I always say right now, I say, I say when we were coaching our couples, I say be careful what you ask for and be ready for it when it shows up. Cause you get you know, you, because you have these ebbs and flows yeah, and right. you get to a point where you're like, Listen, you've tried, try, try, and I'm done, and all of a sudden that person is ready. <laughs> yes, yes. They're there, they're focused, <laughs> yeah. they're engaged, yeah. right? And um and that's what happened. It just so what what it just so happened that we were still in financial straits, right? And it's not that it's not that I necessarily wanted to do anything, but I started seeing uh, her come around, and I started to come around a little,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? And then I got diagnosed with cancer. Boom! I started to really like. We started to actually get on the same page, mm-hmm. right? I was traveling, uh, working. I uh, work in the music business. I was traveling, touring the, the world, and she was coming around. I mean, she would. It, it was like really, we were getting to a particular place. Yeah, it was like place. a good.
1: About right? two years before right? you got cancer, that we were. Right? Yeah, yeah. And
2: then, boom! I got diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. Then the C, because when I had the heart surgery, she was a bitch.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like. I remember her having to wash me in the hospital and it was such a rough, uh, unloving. And, and now here is the reason why this is uh, 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 relevant, right? I married her because I thought that she would take care of me when I was sick. I was like, she. I saw the way she was with her parents. I saw the way she was with our, my, one of my best friend's son. She was like his nanny. Um, I was like, man, she's, I saw how she was with children. I was like, man, she's going to be an amazing mother. And she's a great caretaker, but she was emotionally disconnected, Mm -hmm. which made her a horrible caretaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that, 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 um, so then, but when I was diagnosed with cancer, um, that she wasn't that woman anymore. So the, hope I didn't even know how to receive the attention that she was and the care and the compassion and the patience and the and the, um, I had to have a portion of my lung removed like I remember telling her that um, you know telling her and the boys I made sure friends were around so you know I'm trying to keep it together so that she could break down yeah. but after she broke down and she dealt with it now I don't know if she's had any other breakdowns But from that that time in the hospital, Huntsville Hospital, she broke down, she she just bawled like a baby. After that, all I've seen is steadfast, like uh, loving wife, caretaker, whatever. And I've had a major uh, illness after that. And that was the shift.
0: Okay, so I wanna back it up because I wanna hear your side and then Mm -hmm. we'll get to the end of the cancer. What was happening and what was shifting in you Was it a shift after he left that you decided to change or was it him coming back? And what was going on with you? Were you doing counseling, self-work, or was it just a choice? What was going on? How did you change? Because he saw the change.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, it it was a choice. Um, Number one, I, I knew I did not want to be without Shannon. And I knew that I did not want to be miserable with Shannon. And so I said, if I'm going to stay in this relationship, something has to change. And the only thing that I can control is me. And I'll never forget, I was driving home from work one day, going to pick up our boys from school, and I was just bawling, crying, wailing. And I was like, God, I cannot do this on my own, and I've got to stop focusing on Shannon. Because in our relationship, my focus was was what Shannon was doing. And I was trying to fix him. And if I'm trying to fix him, then that means I'm not fixing me. And I said, I want you to literally show me everything about me, all the ugly about me. Right. Because in our marriage, Shannon would say, you know, you know, babe, you know, You know, when you do this, it makes me feel like this or, you know, you're not giving me enough affection or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I was just filled with excuses why you should be happy with what I'm giving you. Uh Right. And so I was like, that has got to change. Like, why would anybody want to live with someone like that? And Danny, I just listen. God said, okay, you want me to show you you? I'll show you you. And that's just exactly what happened. And I really started to see myself through Shannon's eyes. And I, this wonderful wife that I thought I was and my justification for having an affair, that all got taken away. All got taken away. Because I'm like, I was a horrible wife, Danny. I was. I was not a good wife. Of course, there were some great aspects. I'm a wonderful person, but as a wife, I was not hitting the mark. Mm -hmm. And so I really did go on a journey. So interesting because 2000, and I believe it was four before the, no, it was 2006 once the fair came out, maybe 2007, um, I actually ended up starting a podcast and it was called Relationship Rewind. Mm -hmm. And the premise is... How do we rewind back to our authentic selves? That means before the trauma started, like who God created us to be, right? He created us to be happy, whole, healthy, um, filled with peace and love and forgive. Like that's who we are as kids. We're so forgiving. We're so kind. We want to share. We want all the love that we can get, all the love that we can give, But then we become adults because of our traumas and all of our adaptive behaviors and coping mechanisms and all of that. And I was like, man, I want I want to understand my relationship with me. Like, how how can I be the best me that I can be? And so that was the premise of the podcast. So that started me on my journey of Just researching, just understanding, like limiting beliefs and the the, all the information that I took in as a child and how it has affected my marriage, how it's affected just how I deal with humans, period. And I was like, I I began to say, who do you want to be? And I started just working towards who I wanted to be. And listen. Let me tell you, everybody out there in podcast land, you better start now because it is not an overnight journey. (laughs) It is not an overnight overnight journey. Listen, it's a lifelong. I'm still working on, Shirley, who do you want to be? And then when you figure it out, when you when you replace the lies with the truth. So you have to replace the lies with the truth. And when you and and that takes work because the lies are going to continue to come back into your psyche. Until you keep reframing and keep reframing and you actually, your spirit actually believes what the truth is, right? People say stuff and we adopt it and we carry it like it's our own now. And we just walk around with this poison and I just had so much poison in me. Mm. And so I really did, Danny, I just went on a journey to deal with Shirley. And I said, you know what? Shannon has to deal with Shannon. I can't deal with that no more. Yeah. That's that's not my cross to carry. I have been cro- carrying that cross.
0: So when he left, you were like, I still got to focus on me. Like that's, and he came back, but you were still working on you.
1: Yeah, when he left, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know where I was. La, La I wasn't think. I was just hurt and confused and all that. But yeah, eventually, yeah, I did. I got to that place where I'm like, I just don't want to feel like this, whether I'm with him or without him. Yes. This is too painful.
0: Yes. Were you going to counseling, reading books? What were your, how was the process? Was it just like you'd have a thought and you're like, okay, this is nonsense. And you just worked through it yourself. Were there influences that were helping you or tools that you were using?
1: Yep. For me, um, definitely praying, um, reading, um, podcasts, I had people um, who, who, a, a great circle of Friends, a support system that I could just go to to be fed in a positive way, um, who encouraged marriage, um, and you know, I just—I don't know—it's just certain things I took out of out of my life um, that certain people I took out of my life um, that weren't good influences, and I, I really had to just—I I really had to just quiet the noise. And internalize and go deep within myself. And, and honestly, a lot of that was prayer because from a fleshly standpoint, there were certain things I know it is beyond me. I did not have the power to do. And so I literally had to pray my way through when I'm feeling a certain way. I had to take that to in prayer. And, um,
2: and it's a and, different. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you, babe. But we were introduced to a different kind of prayer it was um uh renee mobley who uh, jeremy knows and um who is like that's like our yoda okay right who 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 dived in there with us didn't charge us you know um um well not all the time but for the most part didn't charge us or whatever but she introduced a concept to us that we actually deploy in our coaching and and so it wasn't just prayer, it was um laying siege to heaven's gates. Like if you and if you, like when you hear that, if you understand what siege warfare is, it is that mindset of I'm going to choke out heaven. Like you're going to give me my breakthrough. My blessing is going to come and I'm not leaving until I get the response that I need from you. That was when um Jacob wrestled with the angel, and it's like, I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Hmm. And even though he walked away changed, like he walked away with a limp, he walked away injured from wrestling with the angel all night, but he's got his blessing. Hmm. He got his breakthrough. And so we are not, we, we, we got a limp as a couple, hmm. right? Yeah. But we are strong yes. and we are um, you know, not perfect by right, no stretch right, of the imagination, right. but I just wanted to highlight it wasn't just prayer mm-hmm. and now just even, you know, getting into understanding, um, you know, different aspects and different approaches to prayer. It's like, and I don't care what you are. You could be Christian, Muslim, Hindu, but whatever, mm-hmm. this whole idea of getting into this spiritual realm, mm-hmm. Right. You must, in, you must fully adopt it in a warrior kind of way. In a, um, like you have regular soldiers and then you have special operators, right? They, it's just a different, like the training is, yep. you know, they all have guns. Like, so we all kneel or you know, clasp our hands or hold our hands in, in submission or whatever. But when you a special operator, that's a different, like for some people that's speaking tongues, for some people that's circling, um, for some people that like it's different things right, for different people, right. but the level of seriousness and intentionality that is associated with that prayer, it literally changes things. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So you your prayer was different. You got this cancer diagnosis. Do you think that was something that now you both had something almost to fight together Uh, Or maybe just, was it the recognition of mortality? Because I feel like that almost feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that feels almost like the turning point where you, you started to notice how she was changing and you weren't quite there yet, but then you get this diagnosis and you're like, now she's being the wife that I thought she was when I married her. Mm -hmm. Is that when it started to shift? And do you think the cancer and the recognition was what kind of drove you that way? Well, it
1: it started to shift, um, before that like probably like two years before that we really started you know getting in sync but that cancer diagnosis for me initially it was such a blow because i said now we're on the same page and this this happens happens, i'm like god don't take him like don't let that be punishment like that's what i was thinking right don't let that be punishment for me now Right, how how I'm gonna say that? Your life is taken, and I'm like, <laughs> you're being punished. I'm being punished. But that's what I was thinking, sure. though. You know, but it was it's just amazing, Danny. Um, because it's so interesting. Um, when Shannon found out that I had an affair, he did a pack of crying, and I could not deal with that. That irked the living hell out of me and I remember one time he was sitting on the floor against the wall. I was sitting on the bed, and he was crying. I was like, don't no woman want to see her man cry? (laughs) Like, I was mean as hell, Daddy. Like, don't no woman want to see her man cry? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just didn't know how to deal with his emotions like that. To be honest, um, just men, period. The men in my life have always been, strong, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So a man who's so in tune to their emotions like Shannon, yep. I looked at that as a level of weakness. Yep. Um. But it was so interesting. You know, he came home from the hospital and just trying to deal with, he has this incision that goes from under his armpit all the way to his back. And, you know, to this day, he's, he deals with pain 24 seven and um, he came home and I had to shower him. Right. and, one day like he wanted to do the shower on his own and I heard him just bawling in the shower and I'm like oh lord what happened Mm -hmm. so I run to the shower and now I'm fully clothed I get in the shower and just hold him Mm -hmm. and we're just sitting there on the shower floor there's right water's pouring down and he's just bawling and like that's when I I was just like so happy because I was like wow I'm changing like this stuff is working I'm literally changing because how I viewed him was so the opposite of you know six years prior or whatever and I was like man it's just so amazing you know the journey it's been difficult for Shannon more than anybody um but we, we, man, it's just connected us even more. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, he, he, sometimes he thinks that he's a burden. Many times he thinks that he's a burden and, but I'm like, I would not want to do this with nobody other than him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good, babe. It's,
0: good. it's really, really beautiful. Mm. And that's a really, really amazing moment.
2: You know, I, it's it. It is. Um, I carry the weight of so many people that feel they can't make it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and I just want to say, get your freaking like. You don't know how heavy it can be. Get it together! You can do this. You know, like it's been really, really hard, and and um know, and, and not just just you, know, you. You take the relationship stuff. I I, I carry the burden of, of of being a David. You know, just being a wretched sinner, but having a a, a heart for God. You know what I'm saying? And and just I just we just want to see what we've discovered in our coaching is if you work it it works Mm. all you got to do is do it it's hard as crap it's hard as crap I was listening to Jeff talk about CrossFit you know he kind of shared a little bit of his story with us and we did CrossFit for a while and and I remember um you know, this was after my surgery, right? So I was in a much weaker state, and so we're learning, you know, how to clean and how to, you know, with the PVC pipe, learning proper movements. And the, and I remember the first like actual wide that we did. It was it was a it was like um what do they call it? It's the um, the open. Yeah. It was the open. Oh, we oh, went to CrossFit. <laughs> the first it was an open oh, no. <laughs> and so the whole gym was doing whatever the world was doing yeah, right yeah. i forget what it was i know we were doing wall balls and we had to run and i remember just leaving that like oh my god i'm i'm going to die but then i went back and i remember doing burpees and remember doing this and remember doing that and i would in, in as i i would walk from our house it was probably about a mile and a half, two miles. But I was determined to get to these workouts, and I was offered—we were offered the, to be a part of the the box for free, to sit on. Um, the owner had a nonprofit, mm. so she wanted me to sit on the nonprofit, and I agreed. And she said, in return, we'll give you membership to you and your wife, membership to the box. And I remember. Doing these workouts and walking out of there, not being able to walk somehow, and having to walk home, and how hard that was, and um, I remember, the, you know, I, I remember how weak I was and, and how sick I had been, and I remember being a being at home, and I was on the toilet, and I stood up.
0: And I was like, yes, <laughs> <You're> like, <"Success." laughs> yes really.
2: I didn't have to hold on to anything right, right. I didn't have to do any. I just stood up, and it was like I stood up, mm. you know, and it was like, well, you just i didn't ha- I hadn't seen any growth, yeah. but I remained consistent, yeah. I was going, I was doing what I needed to do, and I was relentless, wasn't I, babe? I, like, I did, this was, I was very, very committed. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I stopped is I went back on tour. Mm-hmm. But I was doing this and doing this, and and it, and it was like, wow. I remember one of my goals was just to be able to get up off the ground without having to roll over and get to my knee and, uh, <laughs> and all this. And I was like, wow, I stood up. And so if, it, 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 I, I got emotional because it's like we actually put the work in. Yeah. So exactly. when people look at us and say, oh, you guys are such a great couple, and blah, 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 and this, that, and that, we appreciate <laughs> it. But it's like we put in hella work. Yeah. And you too can experience everything that God has for you if you put in hella work. And, and one of the things that we have found is there is a sticking point. Shucks, we could do um, uh, we could do CrossFit marriage for that uh, for that ma- for that manner, right? Because there's a, with 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 you and fitness, right? Mm-hmm. There is a sticking point with people and gyms are making so much money because they know that sticking point. Mm-hmm. And they know it's going to get harder. enough you're going to be motivated, you're going to want to do it, you're going to it's going to be a new relationship and you're going to be doing all these wonderful and faithful things and then you're going to hit a wall mm-hmm. and you're going to want to stop, you're going to stop but you're going to You're locked into that contract mm-hmm. so you got to keep paying. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, well, I might as well go to the gym and work hard since I'm paying for it. But what we do is we stop and then we wonder, why can't my life be better? Why am I not in better shape? Why? But you still pay in this gym membership. And so getting to that, all we did was we got to that wall, we fell back. We got to the wall, we fell back. And there one it was one time where we stood up where we bust through that wall and we were like oh, we did it yeah we did it and then we wanted to keep going and now when we look we we can barely even see the wall
0: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. good
2: we can barely see the wall
0: such a great analogy i mean I have seen you guys the last couple of days, just your affection towards each other. And they keep wearing these shirts. They say, my marriage is dope. <laughs> um, it's so fun. It's really, and I'm sure people are just constantly saying like, you guys are so cute. How do you do it? And especially being married for 24 years. Mm-hmm. And what's the secret? And you, you obviously have a story. And I think that's what people need to know is you guys have been through so yes. much and you've earned this relationship. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think one thing that really stands out to me too, you know, I, when I was going through my uh, divorce is I had this realization that it takes two to make a marriage work, but I can yeah. see with you guys, sometimes it doesn't, <laughs> it sounds like sometimes one of you was hanging on yeah, and the other wasn't. <laughs> and sometimes the other one was yeah. hanging on mm-hmm. and finally you came together at the same time, but I guess it doesn't always take two. If one person is committed enough, and you wait long enough, See, and work it. on yourself. D, that that's, is
2: probably. Would you say, babe? You're probably about to be thinking the mm-hmm, same thing. Mm-hmm. The biggest challenge is, and Jer- I, can't, I can't even claim it. I got it from Jeremy. You got to be able to be strong enough, long enough, mm-hmm. right? And there are points and times that one, like you said, one was stronger than the other. And but once we got on the same page, it was there was exponential growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, 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 this is uh, endorsed in the word because the Bible says, I don't know, I'm not a chapter and verse person. I, some people can do chapter and verse, I can't do that. But somewhere in there, that word, in that good book, it says, <laughs> When two people are one accord, what's bound on earth is bound in heaven. What's loosed in heaven is is whatever, loosed on earth. Something like that. It's something weird like that. But it's like when you're on the same page, you can do anything you set your mind to. Right? Another quick example. In um in uh uh the Tower of Babel. This is God Himself. I don't wanna hyper I don't know if this is a, wh- where you go with your but I gotta share this, right? So like the Tower of Babel, the, the story, you know, uh um uh, uh, they're build- it's after the flood they're on this plane and they're building this tower and God says let's go down and see what they're doing like God needs to go down like he can't see right so he goes down to see what they're doing and he a- a- for however long he observes them he says if man being on one accord can do this then anything they set their mind to Right, they'll be able to do. So, we will confound their language. We will confuse them. We will cause them not to be on the same page, because we don't need them, you know, putting their mind, their divine, godly, uh, uh, a God, you know, you know, God DNA minds mm-hmm. onto a thing, and and you speak in the same language, y'all on the same music. You're like, you want to go? Oh yeah, I want to go. It's Right. So even God recognizes when two people are together or three people are together, sure. or when we're like minded and we're moving in the same direction, what we can do. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you can't overcome as long as you're on the
1: same page. Mm. But so, to Danny and, and to your point, mm-hmm. um, be, you, you know, so many people say, well, it's nothing I can do because my spouse doesn't want this or they're not willing to go to counseling or whatever the case may be and I am encouraging you that 9 times out of 10 you can start the process. 100% you can start the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do not need your spouse. Mm. And if you start the process the right way, listen, we've experienced it it's so funny I was on the phone with a client um a couple of days ago and I said to her I said I wish I could have recorded this she said this w-. she separated from her uh-huh. she and her husband separated and she's like calling what do I do what do I do now what do I do and I'm like okay listen just do this and half the stuff I say she was like I don't feel comfortable doing that like I don't know if that's going to work I'm like you're going to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you you have to come out of your comfort zone yeah you have to do something you hadn't been doing. Yep. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be open. You, 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 what do you think? Your spouse is going to come back to you and you're still being closed and mean and ugly. And like, come on. Yep. She said, oh, my God, this stuff works. This stuff works. <laughs> he called it. And I'm like, I try to tell people, <laughs> please like, just listen to us. Sure. It works. Like sure. we understand human behavior. We understand how the mind works. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to be loved. Yeah. People want to know you want them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, if, you sh- if you show your man, you know what? I am here for you. It's not about you always meeting my needs. Because that's what men think. Like, mm. oh, if I just meet her needs, then everybody's happy. Happy wife, happy sure. life. And, like, we don't believe in that happy wife, happy life thing. Mm. It's like no, why? Why? How come I'm the only one that it's important for me to be happy? You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. is we. It's a we thing. Yeah. It's not a me thing. And so, listen, you can start that journey with just that's you. another
2: one of our T-shirts, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> we, it. It. we, it's over, we me. over me. Yeah. Right. Mm. So the focus is the collective. Yeah. And that takes
0: so much humility, too, especially oh, if any. you've been hurt, because you want the other person to change first, because you've been done wrong, right? Right. So you're like, they need to apologize or they need to change because I've been done wrong. But sometimes you got to have humility to change first so they can see that.
1: Mm-hmm. This So it, good. And listen, when you think about it, when you step outside of, your, of yourself and think about it, having humility should be easy because you're not perfect. Mm. Right? So because when Shannon cheated and I didn't cheat, I felt like he owed all the apologies to me. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you anything because I'm looking at his, like his offense is huge, right? There's a big old light on that. Mm -hmm. But we don't understand as wives, and I, I don't mean to pick on wives, but we hold the power and we don't realize that we hold the power in the relationship. A man will bow down to us. If we do just a few simple things, a few simple things. <laughs> <laughs> What was that mouth? What were those two simple s- things? She <laughs> just, just mouthed
0: something over there. I
1: said, I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh my gosh.
0: You know, when I'm podcasting, I've lost my train of thought so many times. So welcome to- I know to I was going on a tangent. I'll be going somewhere and I'm like, I keep talking
1: until it comes back because it yeah. might come back,
0: but what did you just what, ask right? me?
1: <laughs> right. I have so much that I want to share with the people and I was just starting it sort of flooded no, me. No, yeah. so
0: good. I mean, you. I mean, what you said was, you know, we could do a few simple things to. I think, and maybe Shannon, you can agree to this or or disagree. But I think in general, men are more simple. Yes. You know, and I feel like it is. There are some simple things that we can do um, to help a man feel honored and loved, and um, that they are important. Mm-hmm. And I think that one of the main things I've seen or learned is that men need to feel needed Mm -hmm. and when we cut that you know what's the word Um, emasculate oh gosh someone
1: Mm -hmm. Uh you
0: can see how behaviors start to play out or cheating starts to
1: happen yeah go go no my point was and and this is actually a very important point talking about you know shannon's cheated and so that was the big thing yeah but we don't understand that our offense is just as great Mm. and that's why it was easy for me when i realized that to have humility Mm. because i'm like man Mm -hmm. i'm talking about not forgiving this man and look at the type of wife i was to him Mm. right so The humility is easy when you're honest about yourself and when you take ownership for the part that you've played in the relationship. So So good.
0: So good. So you guys are marriage Inc. I know you have um, a program and something you're working on called million dollar marriage, which I think is brilliant from a marketing perspective. I think it's brilliant. (laughs) Um, because, well, kind of explain what million dollar marriage is. Well, that's mil- like scaling.
2: That's that's another one of those. It, it, you know, Holy Spirit hit me, bam, over the head with marriage inc. It, it was it, it, I, because I'm starting a, as we are growing our business. You know, the goal you, you want to reach that two comma level, right? That's really the goal. That's kind of the benchmark. Right, And it's not having a million dollars uh, or, or making a million dollars. It's having a million dollars. There's a whole bunch of companies out there that, that, that have, you know, you know they, their gross profits are, you know, in the, in, in the seven-figure range. But how much of that are they keeping, yeah. right? So um, I realized that uh, for a long period of time, I had a paycheck-to-paycheck marriage. Oh. It was, it was uh, just, we were just tinkering along, just trying to make it to the next moment, to the next moment and not, you know, it's something about that millionaire lifestyle, not the glitz and glamour part of it, right? It is the freedom part of it. But it it, is.
1: I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Yes, you do. I do. I do want to cut you off because at this point is is very important. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the. Paycheck to paycheck. It's the mentality. Yeah. Yeah. The ma- yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We had the paycheck to paycheck mentality. Mentality. Yeah. Yes. Right. But that millionaire mindset. Yeah. That's a whole that's different. A, that's league. a different ball of wax. Yeah. And, and and it's and this is in
2: development with us because we are understanding just as individuals mm-hmm. and as entrepreneurs yes. looking at oh making we we went from last year, uh, or a couple years ago, not being paid for clients, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: not even feeling like we could ask clients for payment. So we never brought it up to developing systems for payment. Mm -hmm. Right? So you go from um, just going into work, and, and getting your, your, your minimum wage or as far above minimum wage as you could possibly be, but you're working hard to make someone else's dreams a reality. Mm-hmm. Do you know why I don't wear Jordans? Why? I decided that I was not sending his kids to Disney World anymore. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I decided I was going to do what I needed to do to send my kids to Disney World. Yes, yes. Right. I am i don't sit around and like, I'll watch the Super Bowl here and there. I'll watch a championship, maybe. But sit and watch professional sports moment in and moment out, you know, like every week sitting at the game. Right. Because now I'm sitting and watching them make yeah. their dreams a reality. Yeah. And I'm not, do, and I'm spending, I'm, you know, you got some guys that they start out with ESPN. Then they, they go to game day and then they go to, they watch the first game and then the middle game and then the late game. And then and they then watch the, the ES the highlights <laughs> after the game. Yeah. And then they watch on Monday, the recap of the, yeah. and it's like, do you know how much time you spent on watching millionaires become richer? Yeah. And you are living in the same space. Mm -hmm. And so in the same mindset, Mindset. right? And so million dollar marriage is a statement to the world that says as a couple, we want to experience all that life has for us. We want to experience the, the, we want to experience uh, metaphorically the Fijis and the Maldives in our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of the, um, you know, going away a couple of hours, uh, as far away as a couple of hours, and having to be concerned about spending up all the money. Mm-hmm. Millionaires, th- fly, th- Being a, there's a difference between flying first class and flying private. There's a difference. You don't have to, you don't have to deal with, uh, with customs the same way. And I got a chance to experience... Some quote unquote million dollar lifestyle working in the music business, Mm -hmm. working for certain artists and flying. I remember we flew commercial, but we flew to Qatar, Doha. I was working for Jay Sean and, um, you know, uh, we the crew, him and the crew, you know, tour manager, all that. We flew to Doha, Qatar for uh, for uh, the FIFA World Cup, uh, like a, a regional thing. But it was in Central America, like the southwest eastern FIFA something and I remember how we were treated Mm -hmm. I remember going out a a one a different door than everybody else and getting on a bus that other people didn't get on and going to we didn't go through customs right and so in my marriage How does that translate Mm -hmm. to my marriage? Mm -hmm. There's some things I don't have to deal with the problems that Joe Blow couple over there is dealing with because I go through a different door. Mm -hmm. I don't go through that door. Mm -hmm. I don't have to. I'm, you know, when you once again using commercial travel, right? It's one thing to walk in the terminal and try to find something to eat. But there's another thing to go in the lounge, and there's a spread laid out for you, mm-hmm. right? And so that's the difference in the, the coach to flying first or business, having a, one kind of marriage that says this is all I can see for myself. This is all I'm going to experience. I'm going to sit in this posi- in this uncomfortable position, for the rest of my life, only having because of. Because I hadn't put into things what I needed to put in things to make it so I can lay flat in my marriage mm. and enjoy the big screen and the service in my marriage and all of the abundance that is available
1: to everyone. And, and it's so funny because you hear people say, man, that's hard, though. That's that's so hard. Like that's what I I, I I hate to hear clients say that's hard or people. It's hard raising kids. You don't you don't just throw them away. You still <laughs> raise them. It's hard learning a new job or starting over a new career if you want to become an entrepreneur. Oh, my gosh. How many people are becoming entrepreneurs? That is one of the hardest things. But you're doing it. And what you know what you're doing? You're doing your research. Yeah. You're trying to figure out how to do it. You're getting people to coach you how to do it. You're doing everything that you can in all the other areas of your life.
2: But... But then it
1: comes to marriage and it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, but it's hard. Mm. Yeah, it's hard. Anything worth having is hard.
0: Yes.
2: And anything yes. worth having is worth investing in. Mm. That's, the, that's probably another thing. Like, you know, let's say that you earn your millions. Uh, a person earns their millions through the stock market. You would look at Warren Buffett. He's not doing a quote unquote, a whole lot of hard work. Like when you look at, you know, the entrepreneurs that we've been around and yeah. you've been around and yeah. being around you and Jeff and Jeremy and Tracy, that's a different kind of work going on. Yeah. But his work is no less uh, impactful. Right. But he he has he decided early on that he was going to invest invest in himself, invest in knowledge. Uh, Instead of reading, I hear him talking about, instead of reading Penthouse or Playboy magazine, he read uh, uh, annual reports, Yeah. right? And so he got to a point where the way that he earns his millions is different from the way Mark Cuban or Mm -hmm. the way, um, uh, 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 you know, I can't, names are failing me now, but, you know, all of these, Mm -hmm. Ultra millionaires, they've all done it differently, but they've all invested in themselves. Mm-hmm. You, when you when you look at um, uh, uh, um, the founder of Apple, what is his name? Um, Steve Jobs. Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. I don't know why I'm having brain farts. But you look at Steve Jobs, you look at his early beginnings and how he just... Was invested in success, and he yeah. and he was relentless. Yeah. Can you imagine approaching your marriage, yeah. you and the excellence that is needed, like Steve Jobs approached developing Apple?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy.
2: That means look, look. Who I'm gonna say this? I know I, I don't know what our time is like, right? Because like they're just I'm being flooded now, <laughs> right? I'm being flooded. But look, do you remember that part, in the movie? Because I don't know Steve, of course, right? In the movie, that part where he because uh, there were two movies, the one with um Ashton Kutcher, that one didn't see that one right? yet. But there was a point in time where they're having a meeting about a project. I forget it was the, the what computer project they were working on. And uh, um, he got into a tiff with one of the project leaders and he fired him on the spot because he said, it's just a font. Hmm. And Steve Jobs was like, it's not just a font. Hmm. And the fact that you don't know that it is not just a font Let's me know that you don't need to be here. Mm. Well, it's just a date night, mm. or it's just um, a bath time for the kids, or it's just a vacation, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. It is a huge deal, mm-hmm. because the smallest things matter in marriage. Mm-hmm. How I touch her, being able to communicate her love language, being intentional, being able to anticipate uh, her needs, being able to take initiative to see, oh, this needs to be done. I'm not going to sit around and wait for her to do it. Yeah. Let me, I'm home first. Why don't I start chopping some onions? Mm. Babe, what's for dinner? What was your plan for dinner? Well, I thought I was going to make some meatloaf. And whatever. All right, I'll start chopping the onions and the green peppers and whatever. And when you get, you know, if you get here, you you can tell me what to do. I've never made your meatloaf. Or you can jump in here with me, but I'm going to get it started. It's the small mm-hmm. things yeah. That make us want this beautiful device.
0: Yeah. It's not,
2: because if you, when I look at this and I look at other laptops in the store, it's like, ooh, I don't like them laptops. (laughs) This is a sexy laptop. Right, (laughs) Right? but we learned that initially the Apple on this device was supposed to be turned the other way. But it was like, no. First, we want people to know what it is and we want people to see who, right, right? So now that Apple is... Turned a, that's a small tweak that you could do, that mm-hmm. that has breeded huge results, mm-hmm. right? Huge. The same holds true for our marriage relationships. Damn. So that's million dollar marriage. Huge,
0: so <laughs> good. I want to go like four more hours with you guys. I Damn, feel like yeah, I could because there's so much in communication, and um, I want to yeah. ask you about all the problems you see and everything. We're gonna have oh to have gosh. you on again. And yeah, go we would love. Her.
2: You know when you call. Your family yeah. now, you know when you call, we're answering. Yeah. So oh my gosh. if we got to so, fly to yes. where you are, or if you're like, hey,
0: I'm going to be. I got to come back out to uh, Atlanta. Sri Lanka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, that gives us a reason to fly
2: to Sri Lanka.
0: Um, for our followers on the podcast, where can they find you? Where's the best place to follow you guys?
2: At Marriage Inc. everywhere, at everywhere. Marriage Inc. on Facebook, at Marriage Inc. on Instagram. Um, the Facebook group at Marriage Inc. Oh. Life, Love, and Marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, at our website, Marriage Inc dot us even the extension says marriage I love it. the fact that it's i could us. choose us yeah. <laughs> instead of dot com I love that, that was intentional i love that, that was intentional so at marriageinc.us yeah
0: y'all they have some amazing content I know they're working on more maybe some retreats coming up yes ma'am some yeah. workshops ways to work with them as um like one-on-one stuff mm-hmm. i mean y'all are amazing and obviously you have earned the right to help people (laughs) from your stories. I don't know of any other couples who've been through so much together and are still together. You know, you could have chosen to leave each other multiple times for multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that you worked on yourself, Shirley, and you worked on yourself, Shannon, Mm -hmm. and you just kept coming back to each other and kept coming back to each other. Such an amazing testimony of how something can work and the, just beautiful other side Mm -hmm. you know so thank you for sharing those hard stories and being so vulnerable because those are the kind of things that um, I think we all need to hear and know Mm -hmm. but people don't want to share because there's shame or embarrassment and Mm -hmm. I think um, when we share you know uh, Brene Brown says shame can't survive being spoken Mm -hmm. yes and so I think the more we share our stories. And you know we can share personal stories, but as a couple, things that we've gone through, I think will help other people so much. So just by sharing, I know you you've helped people here. So Thank you. awesome! Thank, Thank you for you. having us.
1: Yes. Listen, I want I want to say this. Um, you know, Shannon and I have you know done workshops and been on other people's platforms and all had the interviews, been on radio stations, right? you are the first one who we told our story to like that. As far as me being in a relationship with another woman, you are the first, like that's huge wow. because I remember um, when we were working with Renee Mobley, the counselor, mm-hmm. she said, you need to tell that. And this was years ago. You need to tell your story. There are so many people struggling with that. And I'm like, I'm not going to have people sit there and judge me. Yeah. yeah. No way. But, You know, I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what, we all have crap to deal with. Mm -hmm. And if you if if you judge me, it doesn't it it literally I don't even care anymore because it doesn't control me. It doesn't you know, you're not doing anything for me in my life and I cannot continue to be bound by what other people think. Yeah. And so, you know, it's really kind of like a freedom thing for me.
0: Well, I'm so honored you shared. And um, I think, you know, there's no judgment for me. I feel like our audience, the stuff we talk about, they <laughs> know by now, Jill, my partner on the podcast and myself, we've heard so much. And and from being, you know, for us, we I put quotes like the victim in the affair. We've also learned like what part was our fault and what, what we took out of it. And to realize that everyone has a story and everyone has their side and there's literally no judgment on any side anymore. It's like- and there's somebody who's struggling with the same thing you went through yeah, and maybe going through exactly. it. And so for you to share, I, I'm i certain there's someone else who's dealing with the same thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the feelings are the same. The story might be different, but the feelings are the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so whether it was with a man or a woman, it's still – the effect was the same, right. you know. Yeah. But there's, the other, there's, there's layers. And yeah. so peeling back those layers I think is really going to help so – Thank you mm-hmm. for sharing that with our audience. And I'll just tell you right now, they're not the kind to judge. They're, we've got some great <laughs> listeners and I'm sure they're going to jump in your DMs and just tell you they heard the show and, and thank you for it. So oh, I appreciate
2: it. Awesome. 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 So thank y'all
0: please you, go follow Shannon and Shirley at marriage Inc. And um, let them know you heard it here and we'll see you on the next episode.